0: everyone, welcome to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels, a transgender podcast journal where I share past experiences and new situations as I slowly step out of the closet to free myself from the tie and live my life completely in the high heels. I'm Jamie, your hostess and friendly neighborhood trans lesbian, and welcome to the podcast. everyone welcome to another episode of caught between a tie and high heels uh it
1: is let's see what is today's date when this is going to air this is going to be the 3rd of may 2022 i appreciate you joining i have a very very special guest with me uh my own blood my own flesh and blood my my little baby (laughs) say hi danny
2: hi danny (laughs) (laughs)
1: i knew you were gonna do that
2: um i was raised by the best
1: yeah well thank you very much Mm -hmm. yes you are you there is no doubt that you are my child in more ways than one
2: and that dad jokes are not gender influenced
1: no (laughs) not at all (laughs) so the reason i asked danny to be part of the podcast day was is that um we had a discussion it was about a video that i ended up seeing and it was talking about youth of today um identifying more openly as queer gay bisexual transgender um and also the fact that the during this they said that the gen Z because of Gallup polls or whatever poll that had been taken that uh gen Z was now the queerest generation ever, <laughs> and the lady on the video had fault with that, and so did I because. That's not true. There's uh, I think that there's a lot. I'm I am a Gen X.
2: I as long as there was an asterisk by it or or maybe maybe maybe, that maybe that not an is, asterisk, though. just a qualifier. They the most openly queer. See, generation. I don't think
1: that they even put that asterisk. They're just putting the claim that it's the queerest gender ever.
2: Oh, that's what, yeah, I would disagree with that. Right. And I would the only way that I would modify it honestly is just saying the most openly queer.
1: Right. And uh, we don't have a Gen Z in the family, do we? No.
2: We do not. No, we do not. No, actually, well, wait. I well, take it back. Pinkie, extended family, sure.
1: Pinky was, uh, she is in Gen Z.
2: That is true.
0: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: That is true. So maybe we, well, she's in, she, like you, you're an elder millennial. <laughs> yes. I take this term from they a- They look up to me for guidance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You lead the uh, millennials mm-hmm. um, because you were, well, no, you were actually really the, you weren't an elder. You were a, you're the newest, I guess, because you were born at the very end of the millennials so you that would make you the youngest millennial so you're not an elder millennial
2: well i'm an elder elden gen z then well there you go so they look up to me for well
1: guys. there you yeah you cross you do yeah. cross that line someone so. looks
2: up to me and that's all i care but
1: <laughs> well, we do have a gen z i didn't even think about that so we should ask her uh her opinion um but
2: i got you i mean a millennial you mean the person who adores all things androgynous and david bowie is their absolute favorite person in the world
1: yes Exactly, I, yeah, I think that would actually be a good uh, a good uh view to uh put into this discussion i so, would too um your grandmother, believe it or not, I always thought that she was a boomer mm-hmm. she's not a boomer, she's actually of the silent generation oh like you, she's right on the end, so she's <laughs> silent she, generation yeah i don't stick. i don't even understand that that's from nineteen twenty eight to nineteen forty five interesting and she was born in forty four so, Nani was part of the silent gent, skipped the boomer altogether, and, uh, yeah, then then she had me.
2: Undoubtedly queer as well. Not not Nani, what? but the generation.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think yeah. your Nani was no, queer. No, no,
2: no, no, you're here, so. Yeah, I'm here.
1: Well, that doesn't mean that she's not queer, but. Well, I mean, she didn't act on it. She did not. <laughs> she and, was. And and, and and even with me coming out to her, she didn't. Did you ever come out to her?
2: To Nani? Yeah. No you didn't so Mm-mm. she
1: she was only she only knew about me okay all right so well, yeah, I think there you un- go.
2: unfortunately uh the time when i realized what i was and kind of started having pride in it and and actually saying that as like a, a part of my character and everything like that uh she was a, a little in the throes of something that well, she had dementia, yeah, and, we talk you know, about that yeah okay. I' a
1: caregiver, so all the Very listeners cool. know my mom, if you ever go to a past episode, you know, I talk about taking care of my mom. she has passed, um so she's no longer suffering, um I talk about that, so you're you're free to talk about
2: that Alright. so well then yeah it was it was after she had uh come down with the dementia that was actually affecting her, um and not just the I forgot where I put the remote and I didn't remember the couch being this yeah, color. Yeah, we all kind of suffer.
1: Dementia is like a really weird term because we all suffer from it from a little bit as oh, we get sure. older. But it was this this is the crippling dementia that yes. falls into the same category with Alzheimer's, and so she and at was that still point, very much. I just much, didn't want to confuse her anymore. Right, and in <laughs> that time when you were coming out, she was terribly very much into a lucid state. But it was just one thing that you really didn't care to share with her
2: well it, it just kind of seemed like it was a non-issue because uh, it i mean it never came up right. a, as a as a problem that needed correcting or anything like that and it she was... already thought that i was the other version of me <laughs> so i was like yeah in a sense
1: but it was very non <laughs> so, so this is exactly what i want to like uh play upon is that this is a very nonchalant um subject matter like it was yeah. like okay this is just who i am yeah whatever very fair point and see that whole point. That's the whole thing that, like, okay, with the millennials and Gen Zs, Gen Alphas that are coming in after you. Um, oh, why
2: did they get it? Like, they, they can't I don't know. they can't snatch up Alpha. That's a big claim. That's
1: what they're calling it from 2011 to 2024. Nah, they
2: should be the double A's. I don't. <laughs> what triple a like no, after that you double a double b double c oh good gosh or we went through the alphabet once let's do it again did we yeah no we
1: didn't because we had the greatest generation Is, which was 1901 to 1927 i've done work on this
2: shit how'd we get gen x and y i don't know all right. Well, somebody decided to skip some letters, so I'm saying let's go back and give them some love. Well,
1: that's why they went to alpha.
2: Yeah, but just a. Alpha's alpha's a little they're too going, cocky.
1: They're going with the phonetic alpha, the military phonetic alphabet: alpha, oh, beta, okay. gamma. Oh, okay. Or no, no, no. It's not the phonetic.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't be alpha. That would it?
1: not. No, it would not be. Never mind. They're going with the alpha, beta, gamma, sigma. You know all that stuff.
2: Yeah, you know the the poser stuff.
1: <laughs> I don't. I think those are Greek letters.
2: They the, are fraternity letters. They're Greek, they are Greek right? letters. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm showing my lack of intelligence once again. Anyway, let's get back to the topic, <coughs> shall we? Yes. Not talk about how you Open, know openly trans Mimi is like an ignorant idiot, but you know so.
2: <laughs> but oh, oh, being being openly trans uh, is having definitely that ability something is... of a younger generation, I think, or, or or having I guess it be so nonchalant as you said.
1: Yeah, that there's more freedom. Like when I'm growing up, okay, I was born in '70. Growing up, uh, you, you, we didn't have anything. There wasn't any internet. There weren't any cell phones. We had rotary phones, three channels on TV, and there wasn't any even video games. You had to like steal, beg, borrow, and steal, or get a second job in order for you to be able to earn the quarters to what? take them down to the arcade and drop them into the machine. So we didn't have all this stuff.
2: What the hell did y'all do for fun?
1: We, Spit we on played. each other? We No, we went out and we did shit that probably <laughs> could have gotten us killed. Oh, but yeah. it was kind of, we got shooed out of the house on a Sunday, no joke. Oh yeah, on a come back afternoon.
2: before the streetlights turn on. Right. Yeah.
1: And that was it. So whatever you did between that time that you leaving and, and you find somebody's house, you know, the cool mom in the neighborhood, you'd find her house, you'd eat lunch there.
2: <laughs> she lets us drink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Doesn't, no.
2: That's Some of them. It.
1: Well, not in my neighborhood. Fair. But <laughs> anywho... You play soccer, you ride bikes, you ride your skateboard, you, you know, when you get older, you cruise down at the beach, you know, but you can't, it's illegal to do so anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. But, anywho, it was very taboo, though. And, like, when I was growing up, there wasn't even any T, and I say this all the time, you know, there was no T. I remember there being conflicts between the L, G, B, and the B was even having issues with the L and the G.
2: Hmm.
1: So there was a lot of discrimination <laughs> going on. Because the
2: L and the G were like, pick a side. Right.
1: <laughs> I guess.
2: And B was like, the both. I want both sides, please.
1: And I'm really surprised that like bisexuals are still having to fight the good fight, that they are legitimate, which is... Yeah, that ab-
2: seems a bit weird to me.
1: It is, because le- bisexuality is absolutely valid.
2: I mean, tr- truth be told, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Really? Uh, in all honesty.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I don't have then anything again, don't else have to my... do because I'm older and I just sit around and read a bunch of, uh, you know, articles. You know what I read on the internet?
2: <laughs> on the interwebs.
1: Yeah, on the interwebs, you know. Must on my, be true. I got my face base place over there and I put the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> on your fave five on your my book.
1: Right. Yeah, it'd be great.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not that um, bad, am I?
2: No, you're not that bad.
1: Okay, thank God. Um. But it was like you did not have that opportunity. And God forbid, if you were to bring it up, I mean, the worst thing that you saw was cross-dressing material or or uh, accessories in the back of a Playboy magazine, hmm. which, because of your grandfather, I had, you know, ample <laughs> access to. The man was not good with uh, with oh hiding gosh. his porn. I'm not kidding. He put him right next to his toilet. <laughs> i mean there wasn't even like a sears catalog on top two, of it, it was two just birds like, one
2: stone i guess yeah
1: i mean well that's what he i don't know what he did i mean but that was his reading material i mean oh, it was Lord. stacks of this shit it was like the toilet paper above it right below there was a magazine rack and it's just like tits and ass just looking right at you while you're trying to well the run, good news is
2: if you run out of toilet paper you got a whole stack right there
1: oh god no what you would you do that with a magazine i couldn't even imagine it would just seem very rough and tough
2: well, yeah, okay, so practically, I'm just... Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. I was just talking about jokingly destroying one of his magazines. Oh,
1: okay.
2: like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't keep I didn't next destroy to the them.
1: I, I look... That's
2: how my sex... Why well, are my th- mag- magazines covered in pee? I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't put them next to the thing we pee in.
1: <laughs> well, he had a bigger stack in the side table
2: next to his bed. Well, that makes more sense. I don't pee in those ones, that, now yeah, I am.
1: Yeah, well, the, but that, that I had to go look for. But, I mean, that was my... <laughs> that was my sexual education was in those magazines but literally that was the only thing that they had again trying to come back to the topic
2: yes i apologize
1: the only thing transgender or even cross-dressing it wasn't even transgender was those accessories from frederick's frederick's of hollywood trying to talk with these uh invisalign in your mouth is really hard in some cases um that's
2: what she said yeah that's what, um, <laughs> hey now but that but, was
1: really it. Your generation had a lot more freedom, and then now Gen Z has even more freedom than what you did, because you came... I started coming out at around 47.
2: I'm not sure if personally I'd use the word freedom. Like, I, I definitely understand it, but okay, I feel well, like it's something I'm sorry. The, more specific than that. Like uh, There's more awareness. There's, there's like a rallying, you know what I mean? Because it's like you don't have... It's the same amount of freedom to do stuff, but people are less afraid to do it because there's so many that have each other's back.
1: Okay, so I see see freedom in the fact of that I felt very trapped. Exactly. So I have to quantify that statement in the fact that when I was growing up, I felt very trapped, alone. I didn't have anybody to talk to or anything else like that, and that was it. So I I apologize for my use of the word freedom, but that to me seems like that's what it was. Uh,
2: No apology necessary. I was merely uh putting my context on it
1: and i appreciate that absolutely and and you're 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 right it to me it seems like during your it is generation a, it's a
2: liberation in either sense of the word it
1: is a liber absolutely yes that's a great great phrase liberation um but also at the same time there's more information people are becoming more educated absolutely about the lgbt um during well, your the inf- generation the qia P oh, um, boy. ended up getting added on to that as well we started really identifying and, intersex. Then, the plus. Huh?
2: and then the plus for all the others well the, the other... plus is
1: everybody else the allies <laughs> yeah. the whole nine yards but like you started seeing more uh, non-binary which is awesome intersex people which has been long overdue
2: I mean technically I am gender fluid more than I align with straight trans really? yes
1: okay so real quickly how do you today how do you identify yourself
2: Uh, I am a female in a male's body, uh, but I didn't live 19 years of my life learning how to be a man Yeah. to say that I can't effectively be a man. Okay. So I I am gender fluid in the sense that I enjoy how my male figure looks because I am a straight woman in a man's body, um, which is interesting. But like me with a mustache, I'm like, Hey, but then, (laughs) you know, I kind of dig it. Which is bad in, in a weird way. So
1: wait, 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 wait. You turn your own self on by looking in the mirror.
2: If I have stubble, yes.
1: That's a bit narcissistic, don't you think?
2: No, because I don't see it as me.
1: You see it as somebody else. Yeah, it's so like... So you don't even you know, identify with the person that you're seeing in the... that God, so I mean, that's a, very much me when I was young. Yeah,
2: as a, as a trans person, um, like, you've had days where you wake up and you're still, like, half... Uh, and let me know if you don't, because this will be interesting. Okay. Um... You've had days where you wake up and you're still half asleep and you go and you check the mirror and it takes you a second to realize like, oh shit, that is what I'm working with.
1: No. Well, yeah, it is is a snap of reality. And it's very quick.
2: It's very, very quick. But when you aren't thinking about it, that's not what you look like. You know what I mean?
0: What?
1: Are you going to get existential on me? No. Okay.
2: my, My self image of myself doesn't have all of the masculine features that i think about yeah and then i look in the mirror and i see those masculine features and i can't help but be attracted to some of them wow it's not i i'm not feeling myself constantly
1: well well, i get yeah i get that
2: (laughs) but it is one of those things like okay well at least i'm a hot guy
1: Which brings me back to the narcissism. I don't even know. I'm
2: just my type. That's all. All right, that's all. That's, that's fine.
1: All. I mean, I, I will say, I will say, being identifying as a trans lesbian, there have been times when I have dressed and I've looked in the mirror and I'll be like, I would yeah. totally do me. Okay. So, yeah. So I it's mean, just... I feel hot. I look hot. I would I would hit on this girl if I were in a club.
2: Yes. Yes. So it's it's very much the same feeling with that. It's not narcissism. Of course I never go to a club,
1: but I mean, you know, well, that's I mean, another story.
2: You can you can change that. I could. You are an adult. I very much so. <laughs> you can do a A long-term you want.
1: practicing adult, which is horrible.
2: Uh, I think with the, with the experience cuz comes wisdom.
1: Really? Does it? Have you heard have you really seen that have we met?
2: I mean, <laughs> Look, I'm trying to give you any branch to latch onto as you threw yourself out of the plane am, into the forest below. I am
1: very realistic in this. You get on me all about this all the time, but no, it's, I'm, I'm trying. Very realistic I'm trying to be about
2: realistic about it. about it. I feel like you might be a little bit pessimistic about it. However, in terms of getting back on the subject, yeah,
1: let's bring it back to what we were talking about for the seventh time. God, you derail all the time. It's totally
2: my fault. It is um, completely the uh, the idea of me being gender fluid uh is definitely represented even a little bit more today because I, I can tell that when I talk to a generation, depending on how the conversation goes, I am able to tell whether or not I need to broach it with queer first, with trans first, or if I can go straight into gender fluid and people know what I'm talking about. And it and it is Wow, the I mean okay younger generation knows what gender fluid is. Like like your generation
1: knows what gender fluid is. Yeah. I mean Okay.
2: They they get the fact that gender is a spectrum, and when you say gender fluid, it kind of like okay, it's fluid, it goes back and forth. I got it. Right. Put two and two together. Right. So I mean, as much as I despise labels in general, I, I know
1: I'm, I had a whole babe. I tell you, you really should listen to my podcast because I had a whole
2: well, episode for outing about me on on air that I don't listen to your podcast. No, I'm
1: just <laughs> saying I had a whole episode about labels and like you know I really don't think that they're necessary, but. If we are going to survive in this, you know, because it just allows a label just allows somebody to point a finger and go, those people. It's
2: it's easier to explain a concept, but it is also easier to separate that concept, which is the unfortunate part. That segregation, as you would say. Yeah. Like we have
1: in our studio right now and you're out in the hallway and I'm in a nice comfy desk.
2: Yeah, it's because I'm gender fluid.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. It's
2: not (laughs) Wow.
1: First of all, I love all gender fluid people. I would just like to go on
2: record to saying that. it's just her kid.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm singling you out. Yeah. This one gender fluid person that I'm related to. Fuck <laughs> her. Uh, everybody else is wonderful. Okay, so that's how you identify. So your sexual orientation. Uh, you would consider yourself. What label would you throw on that?
2: So okay, so that's the weird part. Um, because of the gender fluidity, it it really does come and go depending on and that's why i label it gender fluid as opposed to gender queer
1: or just transgender yeah uh, there are there is a difference
2: i find myself leaning into a few different roles um, multiple times if that makes sense okay like because i will be a bisexual man but i will be a straight female and in that sense i am overall pansexual because okay. whatever you got i'm sure i'll make it work when i have you know talked I mean?
1: about you i have actually said and i will correct this from now on i've actually said that you are a transgender pansexual
2: i mean it, no you, it's accurate it is accurate but no
1: you just said that you were gender well, fluid which is i would prefer sure doing you know if i'm going to talk about you
2: narrower ends. quantifier but yes right uh, and, and truth be told i think that's the other that's the other aspect of it i'm not offended by just being labeled as uh, uh not saying that that anybody would but um not i don't take any offense uh by somebody saying i'm I'm transgendered or or gender queer or something like that yeah. it, it, just because i mean people have different contexts for everything and if i if i have the time to sit down and have had the time to sit down and explain to that individual what i'm all about yeah and they still that's a long call me something different that's a that's, long conversation that's different but yeah. yeah that is a super long conversation and i i won't fault anybody for for coming to their own conclusions when none have been given right you know what sure I mean? sure sure um but yeah uh, so i would i would call myself a gender pansexual gender fluid woman
1: Okay, so let's. Now that we've got that. With
2: this deep of a voice. <laughs> <laughs> it works. The, the, honestly, that's the thing that keeps me gender fluid because this voice gets what I want. Oh, God. I'm not kidding. I it, don't
1: need to hear this, honey.
2: What do you. That's not a sex thing. I'm saying I go to. Bullshit.
1: A, what is it that you want?
2: Anything. People know I have a penis when I talk oh, like this. Oh, God, yeah. and, and all the misogyny comes right back in. And unf- as fortunate, as unfortunate as it is...
1: <laughs> you know how to work that. And I you use do it, it like a superhero because
2: right. somebody else that I see gets screwed over. And I'm like, excuse me. What did you... Tell her... Tell me what you told her.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the fact that you're six foot three... But that also You are that thin. That also helps. Honey, seriously. You are thin. I, mm,
2: I mean... I, I live to be uh underestimated you know what I mean
1: I just wish I had whatever gene you have I wish I had that part because I'm like I feel the
2: hormones got rid of them I think you think so is...
1: I've only been on you know I will be I will be next week Balls I will actually was be this is it'll be my fifth rebirthday next week
2: very cool yeah and congratulations on the
1: tenth on the 10th of uh May
2: that's that is pretty crazy actually
1: I know right five years I've been on these hormones and I still got these itty bitty titties I don't <laughs> understand. And I still got the guy beer gut. I wanted this to, this beer gut to shift and turn into my hips and ass. and No, nothing.
2: Oh, we all want magic. Huh? I
1: know. Anyway, let's get back to the other part. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to do this. We're gonna, I swear to Christ, we're going to get this out.
2: It's the problem with dealing with family.
1: When I came out. All right, let's talk about coming out yes. to our family members. Okay. So I came out to your mother. It was bad. It was mm. very, very bad. It led to our separation and an eventual divorce. Mm-hmm. And it was my fault because I did not... I take full blame on that because I did not... You shouldn't
2: take full blame on it.
1: Well, I do mainly... Okay, I'll take the majority of the blame because I... Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Your Honor, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I did not... I was not upfront and honest with her. I figured that it would be a phase and once we got into being married she would be my world and that would be really it. And She was my world, but I was still feeling the same way and it never went away. So that was unfair. And I should have been a little bit more open with her and I did not.
2: Well, I also, I I believe that could have been a huge that that was a product of the time obviously because you were afraid to come out to anyone yeah um yeah a product of the time because you didn't have an abundance of information on what you were going through so you couldn't have worked it out on your own
1: oh no by the time i met your mom i knew exactly what the hell i was
2: okay well then yeah you just straight up lied to her you i did son of a bitch. i
1: did that's, <laughs> i am saying yes that's what i did
2: well no i i I, I apologize. I, I'm not <laughs> not trying to make it worse. I'm just no, trying to make fine. it funny.
1: So when I came out to a family member, my mom was the first person that found out because your mom came to me and we've said this before. Mm-hmm. And again, it was in the heat of the moment. There was mm-hmm. anger involved and everything mm-hmm. else. But she handed me a phone and said, you're either going to tell your mom or I'm going to. And its it own, was like...
2: That's, that's why you don't blame yourself entirely.
1: Not entirely, no. Yeah. But the the whole thing was is that i called nani uh, and i basically told her and there was a pause and she was like okay and it was okay i was able to get that acceptance from her which Mm -hmm. was amazing but my heart was racing so fast i felt like once i got off the phone i couldn't breathe i was having trouble like standing because i mean it was just a lot um of emotion and what at the time, thirty some odd years worth of hiding had come down to a phone call mm-hmm. and it basically went fine. And soon after that I joke quite a bit around about that, you know, she did one Phil Donahue and a couple Sally Jesse Raphaels and an Oprah and she's the <laughs> resident expert on transgenderism. <laughs> Who knew? You know? Yeah. Uh but your 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 grandmother was very good about the whole thing, very accepting and, and was totally okay. But your case, when you came out, now being a, me doing that as a Gen X, yeah. you being a millennial, you're, uh, I was 30, uh, what was I, 37, 38 when that came around, uh, when that happened. So, you now are, uh, what, I can't remember how old you were when you came oh, out.
2: Oh, God, I don't either. 17? I know I was in high school, that's about it. And I know I left high school in 2012, so
1: I want to say you were, I, th- I want to say you were 17, 16 or 17.
2: Your mom already that sound, thought that sounds accurate. I think 17 is accurate.
1: Before yeah. this, I'm going to qualify this a little bit because before this, your mom had concerns. I got a phone call from your mom, and said that you're going to have to have a conversation with your son. I always loved it when you've done something oh, yeah. majorly wrong. Yeah. It was the same old cliche. You got to talk responsibility. To you. Right, it, you, it's your son. <laughs> Because I think he's, uh, like, turning into one of the gays and everything. (laughs) And I'm like, and? One of the gays. What if he is? I mean, I'm not kidding. This is kind of Then he'll
2: have excellent fashion.
1: I said, what if he is? It's still our kid. You know? One of the gays. But I remember having a conversation with you. We were pulling out of the parking lot of the movies. And I was like, so do you think you like guys or boys? And you were like, I don't know.
2: No, I, I mean, remember, I like hanging out. I, I remember the prompt of, why, of when I told you. It was because I wanted my ears pierced.
1: Oh, yeah, and, that's right. And, and I went and got my ears asked, pierced
2: with you. You asked why. And I said, because I uh, like the mohawk thing. Because I, I lied. Because up until this point, you had done uh, a successful job acting uh, as masculine as possibly could be.
1: Thank you very much. Um, a master... That's called... Acting
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it unfortunately painted it in my head that I couldn't tell you about it, uh because ah. your acting was so good because every resource that I've ever seen, be it in media, oh wait, any... are we
1: talking about how when you when you originally came out to me? yeah, I thought this was no, we no, 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 go back to when your your mother when I was trying to have a conversation finding out when you were gay. Your mom wanted me to find out whether or not you like guys or not. Oh,
2: I don't, yeah, I don't remember that.
1: Okay, but you, she was like, you like guys, You like girls, right? You like girls. You want to go to the prom with a girl, right? Remember all that part? I remember
2: being told about it. I genuinely don't remember it firsthand.
1: Oh, jeez. Well, you basically... It wasn't
2: important to me.
1: <laughs> it was brushed away uh, during that time period. And you the thing that I said then, as long as you are three things, what are those three things I always say? Oh, happy,
2: healthy, and safe. That's
1: right. I yeah. don't care whether or not you like purple aliens or... Whatever, it doesn't make any difference as long as you're happy, healthy, and safe. That's all I want for you. And so then now, okay, jump into the rest of your... You, so you wanted your ears pierced.
2: Oh, yeah. So this, is, I came out to mom first. Yeah. Uh, because... And how'd that go? <laughs> at
1: first, it didn't,
2: it didn't go poorly. True, truth be told, it went about as good as I thought it could go because really? up until that point... I didn't know what trans was, and the little bit of research that I was privy to on my own painted it as something that is not common, it is not normal, it is something you get help for, oh, like boy. that sort of thing. So I was kind of afraid to say it uh, to anybody, Yeah. Uh, let alone, you know, well, I thought, I'm a girl, mom will understand, which is just ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jeez, I'm so sorry. It's it's fine. Well, I, I and I was afraid to tell you because every every piece of media and literature or, and story that I've ever seen was like, oh, son comes out to dad as gay, dad dad disowns. You know oh, what I mean? God, so I always I just thought didn't...
1: that I had painted, and I really feel terrible because I always felt that I it painted a very inclusive. It was a new, a issue. It was a new and... issue.
2: It was a brand new issue. I had no gauge for the foundation. I well,
1: you know? I'm sorry.
2: It's I should have been. You don't more... need to be sorry about me not knowing about it it's okay so go ahead go Um, ahead
1: so you tell you told your mom
2: yeah so i told her and she basically said she didn't give me any real confirmation or affirmation or or degradation or anything like that she just said you should tell your father (laughs) and i was like i don't want to because i'm afraid of that and she's like you should you definitely because i can't really i don't really know how to help you you should talk to your father and like that it didn't at first, it didn't seem like a like how it actually was because mm. uh, that eventually turned into she doesn't agree with it. She doesn't believe it's true. She thinks it's against the Bible. And, and uh, uh, so for the record, at this point, she does not think those things anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, she has definitely come a long way. And, I'm very proud of her in and her I journey. Would,
2: I would say that I, I, I recently, within the last year, um, have had many deep conversations with her about life, about our roles and everything, and about our, our thoughts and feelings and opinions, and it has boiled down to a newfound respect for her, uh, and a newfound respect for me from her. Um, I cannot, so I cannot is... tell
1: you how happy I am that you're having that relationship, because I really thought that you were going to go down that road... Of the type of relationship I had with your nanny, well, which see, was... I put it in
2: her. I put it in her court. That was that was the issue. And that was excellent for you. To and do I think that. I think that's actually to kind of uh, not that we are super off track, but to bring it back wholly to the topic: the differences between uh, coming out as trans uh, back then and coming out as trans when I was a kid. Yeah, was the fact that I looked at my mom and I said, "I'm trans, and I want you there when I get gender reassignment surgery, holding my hand." And she said, "I couldn't do that again in the time." Right. Um And I said, fine. And that was it. Yeah. And I think that that's the main difference is I knew that I could get enough support elsewhere that one person having an issue with it was no longer an issue.
1: And you were getting support in other places. Everybody
2: else from school, like, they all, like, everybody adored it. Like, even, you were in middle school. Nobody knew what we were doing. We were just putzing around trying to figure out life and like when you figured out something you told somebody like I I literally I dated a girl and then a guy and then a girl and a guy and I could not figure out whether I was straight or whether I was gay and I was like I can't be gay cuz I like girls but I can't be straight cuz I like guys I don't understand it somebody went yeah you're bi and I was like that's a fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) what the hell (laughs) well yeah I guess I'm bi I can just do that? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> like it's a Why, switch.
2: How do I explain I feel like I should have boobs? How, how's that? <laughs> but there no, well, obviously it didn't I happen bring, there. But
1: I, I don't mean to interrupt that thought, but I will say that that right there, I didn't have that. If I were to tell someone that I was feeling this way in school.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, You got your butt kicked.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, of course, I go to an all-male military high school. Mm -hmm. And my middle school basically was like, you know, up until that point, I have talked about on this uh, podcast about my journey trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Like, okay, I feel like I want to be with the girls. Does that mean that I'm supposed to like guys? I tried to kiss a guy. It was not something that I was really enjoying. (laughs) So then I knew at that point, I was like, okay, I had been... I, I kissed other girls and I'm like I like that a lot
2: better than I did like kissing him there's there's an amusing bit of comedy gold for me that isn't exploited enough yeah when people think they are a sexuality try it out and realize that they're not yeah that's hilarious but to at me.
1: least you're trying
2: you oh know? yeah sure and that's why it's funny because it's it's lighthearted. there's no problem with it but like yeah I think I like guys kiss a guy nope, yep, nope No. didn't do anything for no.
1: me <laughs> A kiss, and what was really funny was, is that because I've been writing my autobiography, as you know, I mean, I think back at this one kiss, and literally we were out riding bikes once again. Saturday, go go outside, and don't come back home until the lights come on. We were out. You hear that,
2: parents? That's why your kids are gay.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the formula right here. This is what makes your kid gay. Mm-hmm. But we were out riding bikes, and I knew that he he held himself and presented himself a little bit more effeminate in school. And it was like, he was also like kind of an outcast because being a band geek and a drama geek, I also ended up getting bullied and you know, the whole nine yards just as he did, but about different things. Mm-hmm. And so we hung out and we had this discussion. I remember the kiss, being nice it was a good kiss same i mean we were in middle school like you said what the fuck do we know what's going on what
2: standards do you actually have (laughs)
1: none but when i pulled away and i opened my eyes and i saw a male face instead of a female face i was like no that just doesn't feel right and i thanked him we we rode bikes a little bit more and that was really the last afternoon that i saw him his family ended up moving away a week later um his dad was in the military and that was it i never saw him again And then I go off to military school and it's all boys. I don't have anybody there that I'm going to, uh, if anything, I went into overdrive in trying to be more of that masculine image that I thought I was supposed to be.
2: Oh, see, I would have buckled down and be like, well, now I only have boys. I only can be gay. (laughs) Oh Oh, no. Jeez. Trust me. You end up going to a shower
1: and you see enough swing in Richards. It's like, Oh God, really? That? I don't know. I mean, I knew (laughs) that I was way different because mine was so small. Okay, well... But I'm just saying, I was like, okay, this is definitely not for me. But, again, I didn't have that support group in school. I didn't have my, my peers that I could tell and talk to um, about this. You did, which was really friggin' amazing And to me.
2: Honestly, that was, that was the one thing I... Uh, when I finally did get the letter from whatever therapist I needed to get the letter from saying that I could get hormones... Yeah. Um... Uh, the main thing that I was like, so why at the, I got the letter and I, and I was like, okay, so just, I already got it. So it doesn't really matter anymore. But what was, what was like the qualifying thing? Why did I need to come three months and just talk about my life? And then, and then you give me a letter. Like, what did you, what were you trying to hear? And uh, he said, a support group. You you needed a good foundational Support group, a good community of people that actually want to see you through, and I believe that you have that, so I have no problem giving you the letter.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
2: And I and I thought that that was profound in its own way because it's not getting that letter. It's not about trusting the individual, whether or not they're trans or not, which I kind of thought it was for the longest time. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it turned more into making sure that as you go down this rough road. You got people who will help fix the tires and close the doors and and, and clean the car and everything like that yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's that really is the biggest uh, difference, and I think that that's why it's so liberating is because there were communities. There were always communities, but back then it were they were so tightly reined in because of fear of the majority of everybody realizing that like um this was when
1: you were a teenager
2: no when you were when when i was oh god
1: yeah yeah. i mean they were very close and tight and but you did not broadcast
2: at all yeah you would have whole towns or like a whole small village or something like that of people who were just gay out living trying to not what where were these places have you never is that not a thing in the 70s like a
1: commune or something
2: well, maybe not, maybe not like the 70s, but maybe you're or the 80s. That. I was more just looking for a, a drastic difference. I'm not, sh- I'm not great with times. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it would be cool if we had like queer land and, um, well, I you mean,
2: you go, you go to a, a like a
1: they had clubs, don't get me wrong. They yeah. were very free. I mean, you got the sexual revolution, you were coming off of as a Gen X 1965, you're going into sexual revolution you had a lot of sexual freedom going into the 70s the aids really kind of put a damper on all that stuff in the 80s but there was a lot of openness that was that was being tried but also a lot of you know like heavy drug use and that type of stuff and it was yeah. It was different. It was definitely a different time, but... Well, then I apologize you... for,
2: for misspeaking. I don't mean No, no, I no. I, in... If there
1: was something like that, you could be completely right. I have no idea. But if there were, like, little communities, shit, I really wish that I could have found one. Well, I mean, like, Persad.
2: Persad, would, oh. I, would, I would consider that, like, a, a, a small community of okay. people who are so Persad, specifically LGBT.
1: Okay, so Persad is, like, a um, gay support center. Yeah. That was in uh, where you were living. And but they they also organized
2: so, uh yeah, I'm sorry. They also organized uh like activities, like great. support groups outside of actual therapy, like people got together and, and hung out. They like I I I think i heard somewhere at some point they bowled or something like that like mm-hmm. they put together a league or something mm-hmm. but like yeah that that's more what i mean maybe not like an actual c- community or village like or commune or something like that
1: hey i gotta go ask the bisexuals next door for a cup of sugar huh, and i'll be right back
2: <laughs> yeah no i i just mean that, <laughs> that would be really cool people in the lgbt community generally back then kind of partitioned themselves mm-hmm. into local groups
1: oh yeah well they started um, finding each other out i think the 90s you started seeing a huge and that's uh merging of all that and and like people really trying to at that point and reaching out and that's other people
2: that's exactly where everything started working out better is when you realize that there are other people like this and we all have each other's backs and so now your support group you can go online right now and just write one sentence and you have a bunch of people who respond, your, give you opinions and yeah, everything like international that. international support yeah. group. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I I, was on Reddit the other day, and it never crossed my mind that I could do this. I was on Reddit the other day, and a little bit of digression, I was trading Pokemon, and I was looking <laughs> on, uh, uh, on one of the pages, I was like, does anybody have a, a ditto that they could trade me? And somebody replied, like, within a couple minutes, and I was like, sweet, so let's trade. Turns out this... This was a German ditto, like some kid was just in Germany, yeah, and just just, just said yes in two minutes. <laughs> okay, I think that I think that's crazy. And then there's another time where I talked to a kid from Australia, it, with like one one minute delay. You know what I mean? It's, we actually
1: have a lot of listeners from Australia and Germany, by the way.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, uh, I just think that's super super cool that the a technology growing with whatever social dynamic is growing i think is is incredibly positive because we're we're just becoming more and more connected to each other and more and more realized how human we all are and how each of us are actually quite quite similar
1: yeah uh very true now if i can Mm -hmm. you were telling the story about before we digressed on this very important topic and i'm glad we did but you're talking about you came out to your mom you had a support group so her not being there for you and and what you you stated
2: that you needed from her it didn't phase me too much didn't phase you then Um, you come to me yeah and and then it was uh with you i told you i wanted my ears pierced because mom wouldn't let me go get my ears pierced yeah excuse me and uh you asked me why and i i tried to come up with something that wasn't saying i because i wanted to feel feminine yeah um so i tried to come up with the whole mohawk thing which i'm sure you've uh you've shared
1: i don't uh, think i have shared the mohawk story
2: n- no i don't well, think i have we don't have to share that story in particular <laughs> but i was i was uh
1: if you want to hear the mohawk story email me yeah <laughs> I will I will share the mohawk story in a bonus episode if you, somebody writes me.
2: Um but uh, the I wanted earring uh, I said I wanted earrings because I wanted to look like a punk and prove people wrong.
1: Which is what you you did the which first is, time you had a mohawk. Yeah,
2: which was the idea with a mohawk you told me that people were going to treat me like a punk and I got to prove them wrong. That's correct. Um so that was that was my thing and you didn't believe it. So for like three days.
1: No, I did believe it. But the whole thing was that well, thought, I also thought that thought there, there was something some else going on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and, well, I mean, truth be told, you shouldn't have believed it. It was an absolute bold-faced lie. I wanted to be pretty. That's <laughs> that's why I wanted the earrings. Um, but the, like the third day we were sitting in the car and...
1: Uh, we were driving.
2: Yeah. And... You, you finally asked, I was like, I just don't understand why you won't let me get earrings. And you're like, I don't understand why you won't tell me why you actually want them. <laughs> and I was like, fine, I'm a girl. And you pulled the car over and you looked at me and you were like, really? And I was like, yes. And you said, me too. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> that is not how I thought this would go. Wait a minute. Does this mean I get the earrings? <laughs> yeah, you're like way. and you're like yeah you get the earrings i'm like sweet all not right. only
1: do you get the earrings but i'm gonna go get my my, my ears pierced a second time with you so and we did that together
2: truth be told next time let's not go to icing
1: yeah no 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 um, i don't want to go there again
2: but uh <laughs> but i mean I'm well, sure that's... they're
1: wonderful by the way i was sure they're a wonderful store but not for not for. Uh, icing.
2: yeah not not the piercing not so Store.
1: You really get... Well, you got to fine-tune it's, it. could have been the person. It could have been new doing it or something like well, that. Well, no, it's, it's the not... gun.
2: It's the gun. You, you should never do it with a gun.
1: Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. bad for you. Well, I've had Mostly done it twice now.
2: It pushes the material out of the way as opposed to removing it, uh, which is what the actual needles that they use in, in piercing does. Okay. And well, that prevents it from getting easier infected because there's not...
1: Look at me learning. There yeah. you go.
2: <laughs> and you're not like pushing flesh against flesh constantly Okay, so we got earrings yes (laughs) uh yes that was that was basically it that i mean that kind of and your mom told me that spurred some other conversations about like what exactly i i meant by i'm a girl uh but i mean short of that that was coming out and just how unexpected that went um but I loved the fact
1: that you were courageous enough to finally say something, and you were you were taking steps, even though you were bugging me for earrings, you were you were taking steps in order to do something for yourself oh, that was very be, outward, instead be, of being a beard, you know.
2: To be entirely honest, I the other part of it is I know you you let me learn martial arts, um, and I I know this sounds uh not recommended, and I don't enjoy saying it, but like the. I had worked myself up to a point where I can physically defend myself if I need to. And and I had the confidence in that. So saying I'm a girl, I was ready for anything. I was ready for Wait, being you yelled already,
1: at. Like throw me out or no, like No,
2: I was ready to block, hit back and run. Oh my god. I was ready to uh deflect mean words, I was ready to ignore, I was ready to do a whole bunch of things. The one thing that I really was not ready for was your your dad's a, your dad's a mom. <laughs> that one that one did kind of catch me off guard. Not going to Speaking of which, lie.
1: Mother's Day's coming up, so Oh, you trust me, I already got some. All right, I'm just letting you
2: know. Mm.
1: <laughs> so, you had that freedom though at 16 or 17. We're going to say it's in that range. Yeah, I, th-
2: I think 17's. That accurate.
1: sounds about right and and now, gen Z's coming in behind you um- we, I mean just seeing the fact that the um i want to say this correctly, the wave of acceptance that I really think were started uh by some Gen X but mainly by millennials um that it just doesn't matter who it, you are yeah, it
2: really doesn't uh, and
1: you know it's like if you're you, you're being you, that's great.
2: Yeah, honestly, you know? real is the most important. How real are you being? Right. Like, are you being true to you? And if you are, then that's that's one hundred percent. Yeah, but-
1: and it's like that that whole part. I mean, with you blazing that trail and setting that standard uh, for Gen Zs and now Gen Alphas that oh, are well. being born now.
2: Um, I don't think it's me personally blazing no, that no, trail. No. But <laughs> I mean, your
1: generation. I'm okay, saying fair, fair. anyone that's in that millennial uh, stage. Um, that level of acceptance, that level of uh openness that is just to me it's just so profound in such a wonderful way because I never had that
2: it, and it I really wish
1: that I was born like maybe ten or or twenty years later, because man, oh man, I would love to have been the person I am during this time, mm. and being that young, and i was I always wonder. Would I have had the the more strength at an earlier age to be true to myself?
2: Now here's the cool thing.
1: I've taken forty seven years in order for me to conquer what fear
2: it was for me to come out as much as I have. Sure. But here here's the super cool thing. The past has already happened. Indeed. And you said that you would give anything to be who you are in this time. I am. I, I think you are who I'm you are. I'm just an older version
1: time. of myself. I would love to be a younger version of myself oh, in that okay. time.
2: Well, I mean, we all hate time. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Time's a fickle mistress, mistress that you later find out is a mister, and yeah, no number it's... of salt bass will ever rid you of the shame.
1: Did you write that yourself? Or... No, that is a quote from something. It's, oh, okay.
2: the, it's the cloak. It's quite raunchy. I wouldn't recommend looking it up unless you like that kind of thing. Um, but oh. it's it's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I I I think that it is important though to realize that you are in in. This situation now. So regardless of, of your age... Well, I mean, I would have never... You are in the place that if you come out, you are going to be met with nothing... Uh, well, to be entirely honest, you'll be met with one of three things, and most likely a combination of all of them. People that don't really agree with it, but are overshadowed by the people who don't care, or the people that do. Yeah. Uh, the people who understand that it's not a question, so they don't have a right to disagree with it. <laughs> And uh, the people who are like minded, you know, and they'll they'll just come to your aid. And so it's... and they have.
1: I mean, since I came out, I told you I had been on hormones. I think two years at the time, mm-hmm. and I came out to seventy of our coworkers. You and I worked at the same place. I came out to seventy of the coworkers that I respected, admired, and let them know it was on a Halloween day, and I just said, "This is who I am." Then I need you to know this is my truth. This is my I had already been on hormones for a little while and I was scared shitless. How many of them went? Okay, cool. Uh right away the first day <laughs> over half. Yeah. And then next thing you know I be, I was having more and more people that I didn't remember writing in that email or concluding in the email calling me Jamie. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even being, like, you know, strict. Like, they just would start calling me, mm-hmm. this is what it is, because I, I mentioned it in the email, and I'm like, holy crap. That gave me such a boost of strength. It is just ridiculous, the power that I felt for myself, um, which led me to do this podcast, which led me to reach out to, uh, again, I have friends in, transgender friends that are in Australia, There's a fantastic trans man that is over there um, doing shows and um, he has a a book that he's written. He's an amazing guy. And uh, also I've met uh, Kara Hamilton. Um, She's a witch in Scotland and she's transgender. She is a beautiful individual. And I'm meeting friends that are in this community uh, very slowly, by the way. I would really love to amp it up. <laughs> I cannot. I just want to find an LGBTQ swimming pool and literally just jump in, you know?
2: <laughs> you got to watch just, out for elbows and, and heels. I
1: don't even care anymore. I just like, because the more people I find in the community, the more beautiful people I find. The more wonderful, uh, easier to talk to. I feel more relaxed, you know? Yeah, everyone's gonna. There's always gonna be a bitch in the group somewhere, and I know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I say this constantly, and I don't strive to be, but I'm just finding so much because of this wave of education, this wave of awareness that is being set by the millennials and these uh, younger generations that are coming in. I know that sounds really old for me to say that. Those dang kids. But I'm telling you, yeah, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of self entitlement that I really wish I could snap out of those generations. And there's a couple other things well,
2: I, that comes with every generation.
1: Now we did not have. If we did self entitlement, we fact, got our ass
2: beat. The fact that, you all write a book about yeah, it. Yeah, and then and you got then you got big enough, and nobody could beat you anymore. So you did it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really don't know what I'm talking about because I did not submit you to that stuff. Your parents would, like, whip an ass. Like, harsh whip an ass. I got my ass whipped. You did, one swat at a time. Yeah, that was enough. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Let me go with the positive here, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are things about this these generations that I would love to fix, but because of this wave of education, awareness, um, and acceptance, and... Uh, basically, you know, yeah, everything's cool. You be you real, as you said, that wave of reality of people wanting to be, uh, talking with other people who are real and true to themselves. I am riding this wave the best that I possibly can. And I mean, I'm just like, it's like crack. I want more. (laughs) I I want more. Oh my God, this feels great. I love doing this. I'm, I am now, honestly, I am so happy that I am queer. I really am. Two episodes ago, I talked about how like, you know what, because of the army and the support that I've had with the people that I care about, if I were to find someone who clocked me, it really wouldn't make that big of a difference because, yeah, I'm trans. Why do I need to be ashamed of that? For a lifetime, I was, I was hiding and fearful that someone was going to find out that I was more feminine. Well, guess what? This is who the hell I am. You know maybe it's my Mm -hmm. crop of give a fucks drying up i don't know but it's (laughs) well no it's it uh, it just is very empowering by seeing younger generations than myself being so cool about it and And just being amazing people
2: if if uh i think it's interesting though because my my pride in it um doesn't necessarily come from the community it is just bolstered by the community yeah uh, my pride with it. And and this might be another part of the, the generational difference, but my pride comes from the fact that I know that it's not a choice I made. Right. So I know. Yeah,
1: we got it beaten into our heads that it was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and in, in that, I know that because I didn't make that choice, like you don't choose to like dubstep. you don't choose to like <laughs> classical, you don't... you
1: don't choose to like p- pineapple on a pizza.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just something that hits you well right. Um, that's the way the body and mind works. and And when I realized that, I realized that anybody has a, who has a problem with it is uneducated. Amen. Quite literally, and and I don't mean that as in stupid. I mean that as in ignorant uh, uh, of a topic. Yeah, the definition of ignorant, not the she ignorant, but <laughs> but like you are ignorant of some information that would have a more moral. Is, is, that, a te- is huh? that
1: a is that a technical term? She ignorant. Oh yeah,
2: she'd be an ignorant. I mean, she's being a bitch. I yeah, I got know. it.
1: I got it. <laughs> I'm picking up on it.
2: Um.
0: Oh my god.
2: But yeah, I, I oh. my pride comes from the fact that I I know it's not a choice. And there's no amount of you telling me that it is. Yeah. That could ever change that. I'm the one experiencing it. I can tell you, I didn't, I, I'm not choosing any of this. Yeah. It just kind of hits what it hits. You and know you
0: know...
1: I, I this brings up something that I forgot to uh, mention earlier. When you came out to me, um even before then, I always and I shared this with you, that I always I never wanted what I went I never wanted you to go through the same shit that I went through oh, yes. with this. I never yes. wanted you to be worried about any of this stuff. And honestly I got my wish, but uh I was I was thinking I didn't want you to end up like me being transgender and having these confusion thoughts or anything else you still did but
2: oh yeah I did i yeah you didn't trans, go through the same thing i did trans 2.0 i guess
1: right and you <laughs> never but, or 3.0 whatever but yeah. you never went through because you had a, a such a support group in your classmates and the other people around
2: you well and now and now a uh, larger family as well uh, Right. so to to be kind of clear on that like yeah it was rocky road at, at first but now i have like cousins calling me danny and everything like that yeah. like so, yeah and and people that i would never honestly
1: honestly yeah. think that would be okay and i just like had red flag after red flag coming out to that that i would think about coming out to them like oh mm-hmm. hell no
2: and they're honestly, totally cool about it that was my other biggest thing is because i learned from you i you don't know anybody you have no clue right and so the, the best thing you can do is bolster yourself against any re- re- any reaction, but you can't make an assumption about what somebody will do. And and I learned that from telling you. Yeah. Because that, that hit me wildly out of the blue. And I think that was fantastic because that, that set in motion to me how drastically I can be hit with something unexpected. And so how much I shouldn't put any faith into oh, you're going to act like this. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, the possibilities there, sure, but I'm not banking on it anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so for, for anybody, telling them, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is, this is it, because I'll just gauge my reaction of you, how you react to this. And 99% of the time, you'll get somebody to be like, oh, okay. And 80% of the time, you'll get somebody to be like, oh, sweet yeah 20 percent of the time you'll get me too
1: <laughs> and there's that 10 percent of the time that people are like oh I, I don't think we should be friends anymore
2: yeah it, very rarely cool. have i actually uh it, the best thing is because it is so awkward for them and you drop it so nonchalantly the people who genuinely feel like that just ghost you
1: yeah they fade in the yeah. background yeah that's they very don't, true they
2: don't actually come out against you <laughs> yeah. they just go like oh okay I think, and then they just stopped talking. I think that fine. actually
1: happened when we were, uh, when I came out to everyone at work and, yeah. and it was just like, so there were people that I used to talk to and, and then you'll they, notice
2: your life getting a lot less toxic.
1: They, they stopped. <laughs> yeah. There were, there, there were people who just didn't, I was like, Hey, how are you doing? There was no stopping for conversation anymore.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Now, like, to be fair, I'm a huge devil's advocate and I am uh, a huge proponent of staying out of echo chambers. Um, because echo chambers don't...
1: You have to define that for me.
2: Uh, so, like... Because um, I'm old if and you're I don't con- know the terms of the kids. If you're a conspiracy theorist... Yeah. And you go to a subreddit only for conspiracy theorists, you're never going to not be a conspiracy theorist. Sure, you yeah. You know what I mean? You're, well, yeah, yeah. So, if you are a conspiracy theorist and you have intelligent conversations where you speak your bias against somebody else's bias, you might discover that somebody that somebody else has better information you were you're no longer a conspiracy theorist or you've made somebody else a conspiracy theorist you know what i mean so like there is there's no reason to be in an echo chamber so in the sense of um only surrounding yourself with people like surround yourself with people who don't understand it don't surround yourself with people who think you're an asshole for it because it's it's a moral issue like this isn't this isn't a choice of what color you enjoy wearing yeah yeah. It's it's very much a, a, a deep-seated like, oh, you, you like the way pepper tastes? Fuck you. Well, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Right. <laughs> and that's, what, you know what, I say this all the time too, is that I am not like every other transgender. Oh, I, wel- no, yeah. I welcome that discussion.
2: Absolutely. If you're going
1: to ask me an inappropriate question, you know what, I'm going to answer you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't be asking that to other transgender people. But to me, if you are asking a question... It's because you want to know the answer. Right. No matter how snarky it is, though, you know what I'm saying? So what do you just do? Like, you know, suck cock all day long? You know, okay, that's that could be something. That, no, no, I don't. I actually, I don't even like cock.
2: Well, not yet. I'm still an apprentice. <laughs> I've been observing you for the last three weeks. Well, there. Um,
1: you could take that, uh, you know, <laughs> passive aggressiveness uh, position if you wanted to, sure. But, you know, but I mean, it's it's one of those situations of educating someone, taking the opportunity. And I just feel that I would try that. I haven't been met with that. I've had a couple of weird looks going through Ulta. You know, Mm -hmm. you're buying your makeup and everything else and I've gotten the like the one lady that wasn't like two people in front of me giving me this disgusted look. And the best part
2: is though, if you go to Ulta and you get somebody young who isn't like clearly wearing a cross, um (laughs) uh Wait are you talking about like picking up somebody or No 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 as a as an assistant or a, a makeup as one of the workers there the, As an okay, employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh if you get with one of them and uh you're like, Hey, I'm looking for this makeup, they'd be like,
0: Okay,
2: yeah, let me okay. do this, let's bring it over this way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or there's actually a couple of guys actually working at oh, our yeah. at our Ulta, the mm-hmm. one that's close by to us now. So I mean so I mean that's that's They light up like a Christmas tree when you walk on and you ask for makeup advice. They're like, Oh my god, let me help <laughs> you with this. I love that shit. That's just fantastic.
2: Have you ever tried neon fuchsia? Oh my I, gosh. Uh, okay, we could nah. go down
1: a rabbit hole on this. Yes. I just looked at a time. We have been talking for an hour. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, well, goodness. Uh, I, I suppose you'll have some editing to do.
1: Uh, no, I'm just going to leave it the way it is You're leave it raw and uncut. This is what I do. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to... I mean, I could break this shit up into two separate uh, the things, but I, I think this was a good uh, conversation. So
2: I think it was a good conversation, too. I, I do think that we derailed a couple of times (laughs) as we always do though
1: that's the way you and i do but i i think that it goes without saying that you are of course always welcome to come back anytime if you've got a feather in your bonnet about anything that you're more than welcome to come back and uh share with us and and of course i always love talking with you as well we have many many conversations absolutely deep and otherwise
2: well if i get an itch for activism and ranting I'll, i'll definitely come back about it
1: excellent <laughs> and that's what i hope for so until then friends thank you for joining us in this hour-long conversation with me and my child Um
2: uh, i'm also sorry about the hour-long conversation it's
1: okay i think it was actually good i've had a couple of these before so it's okay i think everyone will be okay cool so thank you all for listening and i hope to uh be talking with you again next week so thanks so much toodles bye
0: If you enjoyed this episode, there are a few ways you can help us continue making great content. You can buy us a coffee at buymecoffee.com forward slash Harry Rump. You can purchase some quality shirts and accessories at Harry Rump's House of Stuff or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Harry Rump's House of Stuff. You can also do all those and contact us on our website at tyinghighheels.com. You can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at tyinghighheels. And don't forget to give us a review on iTunes. And email all of your comments and questions at jamie, J-A-I-M-E-E, at tyinghighheels.com. And as always, happy listening!